this thing on? <laughs> is, is anyone out there? Hello? Hey, hey, hey. Hello? Hey, everybody. We're back. The four huntsmen are back, I, I think. We've been away so long, I'm not sure how long, how this mic works, but uh, I think we're back. I think. I think we're, like, trying to do episode number eight here, but it's been, like, three weeks at this point. Are you guys out there, I Drew? More than that, dude. I, I hear Drew. Hello? It's like an audio mirage. <laughs> Paul? I, I I think I'm here. Nathan? It's been 80 years. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. <laughs> There's no hurricane. There's no uh, extracurricular activity. You know, um, I, all kidding aside, I thought that this was something that we ran a risk of because it's four people with four different schedules and trying to coordinate things, but... Um, we're back. We're back to talk about Halloween Horror Nights Orlando. Woo! Is it 27 or 2017? I'm not sure how they're doing the it's branding. It's 27, this year. but if you go by the advertising and the merchandise, it's 2017. Yeah, yeah, it's their 2017th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back. Unfortunately, we we didn't do like a week one wrap up or opening wrap up and opening weekend happened and uh, we had a little thing here um, called Hurricane Irma that kind of uh, took over and threw kind of a wrench in people's plans and never heard of we it. had a we had a bunch of exciting things happen Drew moved to Florida yeah. so able to experience horror nights like every night <laughs> um, Paul was down for a while. He got yeah. to experience Horror Nights. He, he, he experienced it multiple ways because he went to the media event, actually, as well. And uh, Nathan and I enjoyed Horror Nights uh, the first weekend. And then I've been back multiple times since then. I think Nathan's itching to get back, but he'll be doing it um, a, another enhanced way this weekend also. Yeah, I get to cut off all the people with Express. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Express Plus. <laughs> plus 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 plus. Yeah, it was um, you know, and and I will say it is unfair to say that we haven't done anything in regards to horror nights because if you can't check out Kyle's YouTube channel or my YouTube channel or Inside Universal or any one of our social media feeds, you know, we've talked a lot about horror nights, but this is our first time getting together and talking on the mics about it. So. Um, I, I'm excited about it because I, I know I was only there those first couple nights. I know Kyle, Drew, you guys have been there a couple times since. Nathan, it sounds like you haven't been since first weekend. No, I have not been back. I just did Hollow Scream and two nights of Horror Nights. That's it. Okay, okay. <clears throat> I'm curious to find out what you guys thought of this year's Horror Nights or what continue to think. You know, it's, it's not like it's in the past. We are actively recording this while the event still has about a month to go because... It is October 3rd, and I think the final night is November 4th. It never ends. <laughs> it's going to go until those Christmas trees are put up. Yeah. Literally. You know, they, are, they are meeting with the masters of balloon technology to develop horror-related balloons. So come <laughs> Christmas time, you get a full Christmas horror parade. They're just going to float the haunted houses out of there on that balloon. Let's talk about um, houses. You know, I, I, I feel like, um, you know, we've had, a, we've had a couple of weeks. I think maybe the advantage of talking about this stuff, at least for, for Drew and myself, is that we've seen the evolution of the event so far, multiple weeks, and how things have kind of shifted from week one to now. 
Um, I'm not sure if everyone everyone would say the same house for their favorite house at this point because I think we probably have four different favorite houses. I think we would have four different favorite houses. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I you've seen it change. I've only seen opening weekend, so <laughs> I'm probably going to so, be way off from the rest of you. <laughs> I've only seen the same houses as you, Nathan. So, I, I, well, I, what, what what was your favorite house from opening weekend? Uh, number one was the Scarecrow. Scare- I, that would be mine as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, my close second, though, was the, I mean, literally borderline close second was The Shining. Well, let's talk about Scarecrow for a minute, because I think, you know, We've had a, you know, I've had a lot of viewers, or you know, Mary, myself, Jess. We've had a, we've had a lot of interactions throughout the event so far, and I'd say for the first, pretty much like two weeks, I thought Scarecrow was my favorite house also, and I think the folks that we've met to date have been raving about Scarecrow at this point. Um, it, it's a great house. Um, it's super dark. <laughs> um, there, there's very aggressive scares in the house. I feel like the house is very narrow, um, but. What are you guys digging about it? To me, it was on the level of uh, Hollow Scream as far as in your face, you know, and just the jump scares and close corners. It was really on par with that. Also, I kind of like the <laughs> just the overall design of it from the facade outside to the inside, you know, the corridors, just the costumes, too. I don't usually sit there and stare at uh, most of the costumes because I don't have enough time, but. It didn't feel like I was seeing the same, you know, scare actor every five seconds. That's true. Yeah, I think yeah. that there's a variety of scarecrows mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I think, and and yeah, it's it is a dark house, and so I, I've heard, I've seen some criticism of it, saying it's too dark to really see anything. Uh, but for me, you know, the facade um, is fantastic. The fac- I mean, what what that did on a non sound stage. Um, open to the elements, even after Hurricane Irma, is is fan- incredible to me. Um, I re- I was already predisposed to like it because we talked about this a couple weeks ago, or um, <laughs> maybe more than a couple weeks ago, a couple of episodes for you guys. Um, is that I I was I loved the Scarecrow theme to begin with, um, so I was already predisposed to like it, and I just thought the house was intense. It was scary. I liked the costumes. I liked the set design. I loved everything about it. I thought it was a great house. What are you thinking, Drew? Uh, this is one of the only houses that I don't have too big of an opinion on either way because I've only actually done it once. So uh, it seems like every time I go over there, the wait is like 80 minutes by the time I get there. So uh, I really liked it. <clears throat> I thought it was scary. I definitely agree that it was way too dark in there and i went through at nighttime too so my eyes were adjusted i hardly could see anything um but as to what nathan said i mean it, it's definitely the most hollow screamish horror nights house this year for sure like very tight in your face like i remember there was one part where there was a very narrow hallway and there's like literally boo doors across from each other like it, it was intense so i liked it and i think it's one of the scarier houses but I've done uh, a lot of the other houses, you know, way more than it. So it's kind of like maybe like number five or six on my list right now. Um, But I could see it moving up the more I do it. Like, I I can't wait to get back there tomorrow because it's one of the houses that I really want to do that I haven't seen. You know, as far as the weight goes, because I I agree, like if you don't have Express and you're trying to hit that house um, sometime after opening... It's really tough because the line doesn't really go down too much. Yeah, it's oh, I haven't seen it. So when I did it on opening weekend, I did it Sunday night, which is typically one of the least busy nights 
And I think we only waited like 15 minutes for it. But after that, I mean, I've seen it. The lowest I've probably seen at this point was like 45. Yeah. The, the, I think the trick to hitting Scarecrow, if you're looking for to, to avoid lines, if you do stay and scream, which for folks that don't know, I would assume that most folks that are listening to this podcast probably know that the ins and outs of Horror Nights. But if you don't know, if you have a day ticket to the park and you have your Halloween Horror Nights ticket, you can get into a holding area and they allow you early access into a couple of houses. Um, the houses that you get led into in the, the Springfield Stay and Scream are Hive and Blumhouse. Um, but Scarecrow, when it opens at 630, you're already in that back corner of the park. They pre kind of load everybody into the queue so you can get online and get right in there as soon as it opens up. So it's it's kind of a, a tip to be able to beat the, the rush. Which, to that point, I mean, I, currently I don't have a day pass, so I haven't been doing stay and scream. And it seems like, for the most part, the soundstage houses have been pretty manageable, for the most part. You know, like I, like last year, American Horror Story was like two hours at a clip every night. Like, I've seen it at 30 minutes plenty of times at this point. Um, even The Shining. The Shining is more of a walk than a wait in line, for the most part. Yeah, so. I would agree. Uh, the, you know, tying out the, the Scarecrow piece, um, I, I, I appreciate inside the house there's boo holes, uh, multiple boo holes for some of the, the actors that are in there so they can get you either coming or going. Um, but but two particular characters stand out. One, that's a Beast Crow. He's kind of covered in beast pelts, you know, all kinds of animal stuff. Um, really, really awesome. And then you have one giant scarecrow that kind of lunges at you at the end. And, you know, that it's it's awesome. I love going through the house from beginning to end. I just wish that it was uh, better lighting inside. I, I, I've come to, to realize that I'm an old man. I can't see as well. You know, I'm, I'm tripping in some of these houses. It's difficult to, to see. There, there's so much work that goes on to the aesthetics of these houses. It's really unfortunate that you can't see so much of it unless you do the behind-the-scenes tours. And the behind-the-scenes tour, I believe, doesn't even go to Scarecrow. Yeah, I think you're right. Someone uh, someone posted on Twitter. I think it was today I was looking at it. They went on the Unmasking the Horror Tour, and they brought in like a 360 camera. So it's basically like an interactive tour that you can take with their Unmasking the Horror Tour photos. It's pretty awesome. Ah, that's a smart way to do things. Yeah. Because you can't shoot video in a house. Yeah. But it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. I was looking at it for a little while today. Pretty you know, it's sneaky. <laughs> it's funny. I um I. I uncovered this was a couple months back, actually, probably more like six months ago at this point. I uncovered video from Halloween Horror Nights. What was the year they did The Wolfman and Frankenstein and Dracula? That was 2022. Uh, uh, no, we also had. What about the classic the, ones? Yeah, that was the 19 was oh. when they each had individual houses. Yeah, I'm thinking 19 because yeah, that was okay. the year they had the um, the, the Benicio del Toro. Yeah, yeah. And I have video of that entire unmasking the horror tour, and I'm like, you used to be able to take video on these things, and it, it's funny how the the rules have changed year over year. Yep. yep. So Drew, let us have it. <laughs> I'm already dreading this. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> what's your what, what's your favorite house? Um. It's been a controversial opinion, um, and I'm not alone on it. From what it seems like, I think people are really coming around on it. But I mean, it's definitely not perfect. But Bloomhouse has been my favorite house of the event this year, and I think it's purely driven by the cast. 
I think it reminds me of The Walking Dead last year. Whereas I was not excited for The Walking Dead at all. And I think a lot of people weren't. But it was easily, to me, the scariest house of the event last year. Um, the cast kind of took it as a chip on their shoulder. They really gave it their all. And Bloomhouse is doing the same thing, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I don't like the Purge section. It's, it's a giant waste. Uh, granted, it was supposed to be something else, but it still would have been just like literally a room and a half. Um, I really just think they should have went all in on Insidious for it, or made it where it was half sinister, half Insidious. But as far as the scares go, man, I mean, that finale, and, and that's the thing, this year, a lot of the houses, there's not a lot of good finales this year. Um, you know, the only other one that I can think of that has kind of a memorable ending to me is The Shining. Um, but <laughs> other than that, I mean, every house just seemingly ends. Like, Dead Waters, which we'll get to, I think is one of the most overrated houses in the history of Halloween. Um, but Bloom House is one of those houses that when you get to the end, you're basically just kind of like, get me out of here, because the finale is super intense. Um, but it's been my favorite. I've gone through it about four times, and um, every time it, it's, I've gotten scared at least twice. Every single time. All right. I don't know, man. I mean, so here's the thing about Bloom House or Bloom House or however you want to pronounce it. So I like some of it, but it, for me, it was super short. I really liked the sinister stuff. I really liked the sinister portion, the purge portion. And I understand that, that it wasn't originally intended to be pur- purge, um, but really didn't care for the purge portion at all. Like if you, you could have wiped that room out because yeah. it, it literally had zero impact on me. I thought the, um, when you first enter insidious, there's the room with like the bodies hanging from the hooks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought insidious had some really effective rooms overall. I f- the house just seems super short to me. Um, and I understand it's in the same building as the Chance House last year, and the Chance House didn't feel short to me, but for some reason, Blumhouse, and it's probably just because they tried to fit all three properties, and if they had just focused, if just make it the Insidious House or whatever, I think it probably would have worked better. I didn't, I don't think it's short necessarily, but I don't think it's like long either, you know, like, yeah, but I definitely think that they didn't do justice to Sinister or The Purge. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the attempt, right? I mean, what little they did at Sinister, they did right. It just seemed like it was too little. I mean, we got to see Bagul, finally. Yeah, Yeah, I see Bagul. He's like, get out of the way, man. You know, like, he comes comes out of the one room, and then he's in that hallway that you can't walk past the guy unless he gets (laughs) back in his boo hole. There's, like, three Bagul's in the hallway. Yeah, you gotta be like, hey, excuse me, Bagul, I gotta get past you for a second. Yeah, and the Purge part, I mean, granted, it's supposed to take on the original Purge movie, which takes place in the house, but literally none of what happens in that house happens in the movie. No, it's so freaking loud that I just feel like, the, the you know, between the house being loud or the sound effects being loud, it's like the people are just yelling at you like, have a miserable time. Yeah, but, I'm, you know, but I'm going to kill you. Insidious picks up, I mean, two years ago, Insidious was one of my favorite houses. I, I thought it was spectacular. And this one just kind of is a continuation of it, which, and I understand that people are tired of seeing a lot of the same stuff at the event, but I just, I have a lot of respect for the guys in there because they are scaring the crap out of people when I go through every single time. Well, I can tell you, I have not gotten one single scare in a house. You'll have to go through through with me. I've gone through multiple times. I mean, you know, I I still enjoy seeing the tiptoes part of the house, but overall, I mean... 
that house is is like a, a flaming bag of crap to me at this point. It it's it's That's horrible. Fired. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it, it just doesn't do it. I mean, in the Insidious stuff, I mean, I, some of the stuff I don't even recognize from the movie, but I guess it's from the movie well, that's yeah, coming also out. Yeah, the new one that's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I'm just not a fan of it. I, I think it's, it's A, it's distracting because it's way too loud. And I, I've, you know, what can I say? It, it's, it's, I, I don't think it's been very effective. All, just tell us how you really feel. Yeah, all I'm going to say is that <laughs> last year. As much as it pained me to admit it, that last year The Walking Dead was my favorite house. So this yeah, is, Walking Dead was good. This is two years in a row where I'm taking something that I wasn't really looking forward to, and it's become my favorite house. So I, I don't think anyone should ever doubt me telling the truth anymore about how I feel about the event. Because I could be like some people who just kiss ass and say that Dead Waters is, is one of the best houses ever. But mm, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about Dead Water since we're talking about it. <laughs> we, we didn't get uh, Nathan's feel for Blumhouse. We don't care about Nathan's feel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody cares about my feelings. <laughs> hey, uh, my opinion on it, I, I think the ending's the best part when you're going through. It looks like it has a $20 budget right in the end, but it works because it's nothing but strobes and everyone jumping out at you. Um the first two was it insidious and uh not insidious um sinister and the purge it's like you turn a corner it's like and here's the next one i'm like this is seriously going to be a 30 second maze (laughs) but then insidious just goes on for way longer which is fine i like it it's definitely not my least favorite um i would put it how many are there this year nine houses yeah 53 37 (laughs) i would put it probably around in the five or six my my least favorite ones. I mean, definitely not the popular opinion, but that's Ash versus Evil Dead. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm right there well, with you. So we got Paul and Nathan's favorite house. We got Drew's favorite house. Um, Scarecrow is is kind of tied for my favorite. Although I'll say, you know, the first week that I went to the event, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Fallen. The house has really grown on me a lot. I, I love going through that house. Um, it's my favorite house this year. Um, I love everything about it from the point that you're turning the first corner and seeing that that big kind of demon devil up top to the scares that go through the house. I love the the stuff that's flying at you. Um, there, there's scenery that I like to look at. It's it's it and on the you know the opposite of Scarecrow. It's well lit. I could see stuff around me, and I'm not worried about like you know. Some of these houses, I'm actually genuinely afraid of, like falling off of the conga line because I can't see what's in front of me. I'm not scared of the actors. I'm scared of like not being able to move forward without having to like put my hand on walls and stuff or touch people. So with falling, it, it's 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 different. I think you know, I think the scares have been somewhat aggressive when I've gone through the house. They're not to the level of scarecrow or or hive, but um, I think everything from set design to the the way that it's acted, it's it's fantastic in my book to me fallen is like an old school horror nights house like i've been going since 2007 and fallen to me is a mixture of gothic from 22 which was amazing set design with the gargoyles and the church but it wasn't really scary but then they mixed uh gothic with something like dracula from 2009 which was a very aggressive and in-your-face house so I mean, the end result is this is my second favorite house for sure. Um, 
when we went through on opening night, it it genuinely scared the living crap out of me. I remember I was with uh, Andy, who hate to fly, and like we were like running at one point to get through certain scenes. <laughs> Uh, but now I feel like they've kind of toned it back a little bit. Um, but it's it's a beautiful house. It's got a lot of scares. Any house that has people flying in it is typically always a good time. Um, the facade is good. Uh, the ending is cool with the two flying scenes. But um, overall, it's an incredibly strong house. And I mean, Bloomhouse is my favorite. But I think this house is the best, is the way that I would put it. That's good. Paul? Fallen, so I went through Fallen, you know, uh, both nights that I was there, Friday and Saturday, and I really think Fallen is a gorgeous, gorgeous house. I I did not get scared in it at all. Um, I I just, I I don't know if I missed the scares or whatever. I mean, I saw the scare actors. I just didn't find it very scary, but I did think it was a technically impressive house. Um, I I know you said some changes have been made since the first weekend, but for me... I, I thought it was a beautiful house, one I really liked walking through, uh, but not necessarily one that I found scary. So that's fair enough. How about you, Nathan? It's it's very metal. <laughs> it is I like it. metal. I think honestly, I mean, as a whole, I like all the non IPs better than the IPs. So, but I mean, it was cool. My brother and I, we went through it and we just kept like looking at. I mean, it was uh, the, the whole fist coming through the one guy's chest. Did anybody see that? Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Like we saw that we just started seeing all these things like the first room you walk in, there's that one demon, you go around him and he triggers something and like all the noise goes off in the lights. And yeah, I thought it was cool. Then the fly, I mean, you got to catch everything in the right beats and sequences, it seems like, because the second time I went in, definitely didn't see half the stuff I saw the first time. So like uh, the bungee jumper, I think they were switching them out. We kind of just stood there for five seconds. and got yelled at, but <laughs> fair enough. So let's talk about second favorites. And I know, Nathan, you mentioned The Shining. Mm-hmm. So The Shining was the one house, ironically, that you were kind of least looking forward to because of the fear of not having Jack Nicholson well, you in can't, the house. I, mean, I just want to take credit for Jack Nicholson being in it after all. <laughs> That's what happened, I'm sure. Yeah, I like it. I mean, none of them really look like him. Uh, but I like No, I mean, they, the... Overall, I, I have fun going through that one um, and how they did the elevator scene. I'm still trying to figure that out. So I like it. As some people are saying it's too short. I think it was just right. And it didn't. I, I thought it was going to be nothing but endless uh, hotel hallways. And it wasn't. Also, I like the hedge maze and uh, the audio is really simple. And I like it. You know, just Danny boy, Danny, <laughs> <laughs> Danny boy. I don't know how people can say that house was short. I thought yeah, that house was like a, a, a really good length. I it was actually, long, yeah. yeah it's I mean, pretty, it's pretty solid length. Yeah, I, I thought the shining was great. I would put it's the not shining about up the length. length. It's about the quality. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one has pretty high budget compared to most of them. I mean, outside of American Horror Story, which lost its budget at the end, but uh, yeah. <laughs> overall, from beginning to end, I'm like, this is pretty detailed. I mean. Yeah, I love The Shining. I, th- I thought that house was great. I, I, I thought that there's very little I didn't like about The Shining. Um, I love the hedge maze. That the, the first part where you walk in and it's the head ma- hedge maze and the snow's falling and you, you know, I thought that part was spectacular. I love the 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 way they brought in different scenes from the movie um, and how they recreated them. I thought that I've Shining is like I said in my top three. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I love the shower scene, the way that they did that. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, again, the, the blood elevator, amazing. The, the bar, amazing. Um, you know, there's one part that I'm going to leave for, for Drew to talk about because <laughs> I know that he, that's his amazing part. Um, but um, I, I love the house. I think there's things that could have been tweaked. I think, you know, the Jack Nicholson thing, if you follow us on YouTube, I talked about, you know, they, they, they really, with that skull cap, to me, kind of look like Klingons instead of, you know, what they were going after. It's 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 funny to look at. I mean, I get, you know, they they look like the character in the movie somewhat, but it's I don't know. Kind of like a I, comedy version. I don't know why you needed prosthetic foreheads. I mean, I understand uh, that. He, I understand that get a receding hairline, but come on. I don't know that you needed receding foreheads to get your point across. The to give other, him, the other I mean, option was masks like they did in Hollywood, and those look a little ridiculous too. So to give him that over the doubt, you figure you, between two casts, let's say what twenty jacks in there, right? Is that a reasonable number? Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, you have an hour and a half, two hours to now get these guys show ready every day. I mean, you gotta do it the quickest way possible. No, no, I hear you, but I just don't understand why any prosthetic was needed. You still get the point across just by dressing him. My as, favorite, you know, as yeah, it's like the one thing I like though is at the very end, and you probably saw this, but in the final hedge maze at the very end, there's three jacks that come out like. They're each saying the same thing, only at a slower pace, like Danny, Danny boy. Yeah. But they start getting more and more like ice and snow on them. Yeah. Yes. When you finally see one, he comes out and he just has like icicles, stalagmites on his nose and his forehead. And he's like, Arty! I'm like, that's amazing. Like, that now, was my favorite they part. Added a, they actually added like a static figure at the end, too, of him just like yeah. completely frozen. Oh, like in Hollywood? Yeah. It, 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 doesn't look, it doesn't look great, but it's there. He's not a Klingon. <laughs> Is he still um, saying Danny? <laughs> he does. Like, you could hear. I think it's like a mechanical thing. I think. I don't know. Unless there is somebody talking. Yeah, I think uh, they might have got rid of that, that Jack at the very end, the one that you're thinking of. At least where he is, because they have, like, the uh, the frozen one right before that. Oh. So they, they might have moved him a little bit earlier. <laughs> he didn't jump out when, when I went through my last one, though, so the, I'm not sure. The only last thing that I'd say... I, I, I lost track. I know I said it in the video the other day. I think there's something like seven or eight different times that they show the door with the the, the axe hole through it. I'm like, why do they do this like repeatedly through this? You know, it's I iconic. get it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, it's it's the door. We know. You know, it's kind of like they didn't add anything else to it. Just the same like door over and over again. Well, is no one going to uh, mention the best part of all? Well, I'm waiting for Drew. Yeah, yeah so uh, one one thing before we jump into that part specifically, <laughs> but um, I think a lot of people were nervous about this house coming into this year, mostly because of like exorcist syndrome. You know, like every year they do the kind of like that one old school movie and they do like a faithful recreation of it, you know. And this is right in line with like the original Halloween and American Werewolf in London where they really took a movie and they just kind of walked you through it scene for scene. And it really showed. So I think the house was amazing. I think this is like number three on my list probably at this point. Um, it's not scary. Not scary at all. But it's it's a lot of fun to go through. And it's really cool. Like, like Nathan said, the elevator part is pretty awesome. Still trying to exactly figure out how they did it. Um, but the best part of the house is without a question is the reincarnation of the HHN bear uh, in the mirror hall room. Who he will dance it, well, let me rephrase. I've heard mixed reports. I've only been through 
on one cast. Every time I've gone through, I've had the same exact cast. And on that cast, that bear will dance his ass off. So I, I don't know if the other cast bear does the same, uh, but if, if he doesn't, just keep trying. You're going to get a dancing bear sooner or later, and it's amazing. We had reports that it wasn't happening sometimes, and not that, not that it should happen, but um, we've gone through with different casts and different tag outs, and when the other cast has has been there and we've you know it's noticeable that it's not the same guys we've chanted and you could see like that scare actor kind of like have a blank look on his face at first <laughs> like through the bear costume and you just repeatedly just keep chanting bear and eventually the guy's dancing it's they, like they a, get a it. bugs bunny cartoon the last time <laughs> i went through was the second weekend i guess it was and we i mean there was maybe six or seven of us strong chanting chanting our asses off and the bear looked at us <laughs> danced past his cue to the point where he was still out there when the sound went off again and he was still dancing and the ops person <laughs> right down the hall was dancing too so yeah, the, the fever the laughing. fever is catching on i don't think it's as big as two years ago but it's still a lot of fun when we go through that house and it gives me something to look forward to when we go through now every time so i think it's a great house like on a scale of one to five i'd say like it's a solid four of this house um, but it's just not scary. That's the only problem. But I, I think if you're a fan of the movie, you're going to love it. Yep, I agree. So, Drew, stay with it. What's your second favorite house? Uh, well, we've already done. Uh, so my number one was Bloomhouse. Number two is Fallen. And number three was The Shining. So okay. if we're going to have to jump to, like, number four, one that we haven't <laughs> done, one that we haven't done yet would be American Horror Story. Yeah, which Solid house. See, now, for me, I don't watch American Horror Story. I wasn't looking forward to last year. I wasn't really looking forward to this year, either. Um, but, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, this might as well be an original house, because I have no idea what the hell is going on when I'm going through it. Um, <laughs> but impressive sets, incredibly long house. Um, like Nathan said, the ending leaves a little to be desired. And... One of my favorite jokes about this house so far was on Twitter, uh, Parkscope Joe. <laughs> it's like you walk into the house and you have this impressive facade for the asylum. And then as you, you know, you progress through, you have like the projections for, uh, what is the second one? Coven, right? You have the, you know, like to let you know that you're entering that part. Then when you hit to Roanoke, there's just like a 32-inch insignia TV on a table. That's <laughs> Roanoke on it. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like hysterical. Of all the places out in the woods for there just to be a TV on a table. Like it's – but um, I liked it, man. There, there's, there's one really cool part in there that it shouldn't be as effective as it is, but it's like a static figure that moves a little bit. And I mean the first time I went through it, it scared the crap out of me. I wasn't expecting it to move at all. Was it the figure on the ceiling? Uh, it's like on like the banister. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? The thing with the, the – I don't know what – I don't even know what the hell it is. It's like a contortionist, I guess you'd say. Yeah, I think we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, it's it's If you're like me and you don't know anything about Horror Story, like if you just appreciate the house for what it is, it's still very, very good. That static figure gave me the best moment so far this year at Horror Nights. <laughs> it's because, the crap out of everybody, dude. Yeah, I, we went through the house the first time with um, Nathan's brother in front of me, and I've never seen like a grown man jump so much from something that's literally just sitting there. But it's like the noise or the slight movement that happens. And I, 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 <laughs> Which I, part? 
the, there's a static figure in horror story that has like a loud noise associated with it. It's it's I'll have to point it out when we go through the next time. But it, I, I I laughed through the rest of the house. It, it's the best time that I've had so far this year. <laughs> what do you think, Nathan? I liked it overall. I mean, Roanoke is very. Uh, I I'm pretty sure if I walk into a Michaels or a Hobby Lobby, I'll find all the props in there. But uh, <laughs> the first two are good. I've never. I mean, I've, I haven't seen any of those seasons unlike last year, so I have no idea what's going on. But that was fun. Yeah, Paul, what did you think of Horror Story? So and now I hadn't seen any Horror Story last year before going. This year, I saw a couple of seasons of Horror Story, um, and I saw Roanoke. That was the one season this year that I'd seen. I haven't seen Coven. I haven't seen Asylum. I don't know. Like, the house was just okay for me. I, I, it was long. They had some impressive scares. I liked some of it. Um, and, and to Drew's point, like, it might as well have just been an original property. Uh, but I don't know. For me, it just the, the Asylum just felt like generic Asylum. Like, there wasn't much to it. Um the coven stuff, I, I have a hard time remembering what the hell even happened in that section of the house. And the Roanoke stuff, like, I saw the Roanoke season. I saw every season of that season, or every episode of that season. And, like, that how, that that was not indicative of much of anything that happened in that season. I was like, did they watch the show, or did they just watch the trailer? Um, yeah, I, I was not a fan of the, I mean, I thought it was fine. I it was not anywhere in my top three. Um, you know, if we're, I think we've already spoken about um, the Shining, which was in my top three, and Shine and um, Scarecrow, which was in my top three, and we haven't yet spoken about the other one that's in my top three. All right. Well, I don't. I don't think I have much more to add to Horror Story. I mean, I think it's a, a pretty house. It's it's very nice long. To it's very 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 long. yeah. I've still long. never still never saw it. You so. know, you know what the ultimate the ultimate tease of this year's horror nights is when <laughs> you're waiting for this house and you go into the building. You're like, yes, we're finally in. And then there's oh, like gosh. three more switchbacks in the actual soundstage. <laughs> That's the, the worst, dude. <laughs> that is the worst. And I will tell you, for Nathan, who's when you do the uh, the VIP event or whatever it's called, the RIP event. You yeah. still wait in that switchback. Oh yeah, my we'll see god! About, we'll see about that. <laughs> so you, yeah, they walk you right up to that door, and then you wait in that switchback. So th- there is no avoiding that. That is part yeah. of the experience. I don't think there's a way to walk around that queue because it's all gated in. Yeah, it's got to be a yeah. fire exit somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um that <laughs> that is a good point, Drew. I uh I, when I walked in, I'm like, what is this? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the the hidden line within the house. No, I was I remember walking and being like, "All right, time." I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> but I will say what I'm hopeful for is that now that we've caught up on all the freaking horror story, American horror story, that next year the mega house won't be American horror story based. Yeah, you know, it'll, it, yeah, I don't know if they'll find a new TV show to to, to use mm. or uh, you know some IP or an original property. You know, next year is not really an anniversary year. Um, Purge anthology. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you, know what? you know what? You Kyle's voice. <laughs> it wouldn't even surprise. The Purge is coming back next year. There's a new movie coming out next year, and it, it would... actually takes place in New York this time. So if oh they don't god. do a Purge Street in New York next year, I would be shocked. I won't be. <laughs> They'll do the maybe house next and the year. Street. Yeah, maybe next year they'll bring the, the cleanup. 
they'll bring the cleanup crew next year. Yeah. That they've promised this year. Um, while we're talking about horrible cues, because I know The Shining is a is a the worst cue you know, ever real, made. Yeah, it's it's a real thorn in everyone's side that it doesn't have express because you you got to walk like ten miles through cutbacks to get to the to the thing. I will say, the greatest thing in the world was uh, Sunday night. We we popped express at Stay and Scream. And I didn't feel bad about it because normally I'd save it to later in the night, you know, because <laughs> you're doing stick and scream, you get to go through the house early as it is. But I looked at that queue when we were approaching it, and I was like, "Hell no!" <laughs> and we just went as soon as we opened up, went right through to the front. We made it, you know, I was all the way in the back of the the people that were coming out of the Finnegans area um, to get to. The, the queue and we beat everybody in that was waiting for the normal queue line because it literally takes three years there's no direct entry the so queue is possible when we did it one night it was i think it was like the sunday of opening weekend there was no line for the house whatsoever none and at that point on my fitbit i had just hit ten thousand steps right when we were by like the basketball game right out front of it so we went into the queue and we had to walk every single switchback the entire way and I said, well, let's see, let's see how many steps I'm on by the time that we catch up to where the actual line is. So we caught up to the actual line, like right after the stage, like going into that, like, you know, straight away to the, to the sound stage. And at that point I was at 11.4 thousand. So it was 1.4 thousand just to walk through empty switchbacks. Yep. Completely and then you unnecessary. Have, then you have the queue at American Horror Story that's hidden inside the house. But then next up, we have the, the, the queue that you got to walk from E.T. to the parade building. And then when the, the, the house ends, you don't get the cutback through like Barney anymore. You got to walk all the way back. It's like a run Disney event that you got to walk <laughs> the entire distance back through E.T. and back out again because there's nothing else over there. And that's Ash versus Evil Dead. I'm out of here. Yeah, this house, <laughs> this, this house sucks. We've had fun run-throughs of Ash versus Evil Dead. I haven't had a scary run-through of Ash versus Evil Dead, but I think it holds true to the TV show, which Nathan, you know, forced me to to buy and watch to get caught up. Um, And somewhat of the movie, but there's so much missing out of it. That's the sugar-coated version, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've missed a lot of of good, a lot of good scenes, and it's it's. You know, I know the show is funny. I mean, I watch the show. I laugh more than I'd, I'd be scared by anything on the TV show. But that the house is just—it's basically like a, a comedy house. It's not a—it's not a horror house, in my opinion. I, I wasn't laughing. Nope. <laughs> that was my number one pick too. We have, we've had a good time going through the house and chanting, you know, um, certain lines. But <laughs> you know, the characters have interacted well. But it's kind of like—it's almost like if you took. Vamp first, Vamp fifty five, and put it in a house. You know, with that kind of interaction with the people that are going through, as opposed to genuinely scaring people. It. Uh, let me put it this way: so the second room you go in is the bathroom from season one, like literally the first scene. And I was like, "All right, here we go!" And literally nothing happens. Not even like what's supposed to happen in the show, which would be pretty hard to do, but. Nothing happens. It's just you're in the bathroom. I'm like, this sucks. And well, there is one kill scene, but it only happens every so often. It's behind the behind like the glass. A, a two-way glass. Yeah. Mm. I, I I don't <laughs> like it. I'm sorry. I just 
No, I'm with you. I'm I'm with Nathan on this one. I I thought Ash versus Evil Dead was uh, there was nothing impressive about it. Um, now I had a bad run through because I did it during the media night, and the guy in front of me, uh, I, I don't know what, how they let him get away with it, but he literally stopped for every scene to take a picture of every scene. So I missed every scare and every boo hole and all that stuff. Um, but what I saw, I wasn't impressed with. I I liked seeing the cabin. And and this is someone I've seen the series, so I get a lot of the moments, like when Ash is is like coming out of the body in the morgue that happens in season two. I appreciated that they included that stuff. I appreciated the inclusion of Ashy Slashy, but it didn't really work as a cohesive piece. It was a bunch of scenes that, without any kind of context, I don't understand why anyone would enjoy that house without some context to it. And even because even with context, I thought it was a bit of a mess. Yeah. You guys made me waste like 22 hours of my life having to watch that TV no, show. No, 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 no. You take that back. That, sh- <laughs> that show is good, all right? That maze is like a crouton salad at Denny's on the 4th of July when all your friends are outside having fun or telling you they are. And you're like, no, I'm going to eat the croutons and what looks like a raisin that's moving on this salad in Denny's. That's the maze in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, the best way that I can sum up this house is it's not worth the walk. Like, no, I, I mean, I, I watched three episodes of the show before the event, and like I stopped there. I, I understand that a lot of people, it's not for me. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, so I went into the house with rock bottom expectations, and somehow it managed to go even lower than those. Um, there's just nothing good about it to me. It is a complete waste of a soundstage for something that, I mean, literally always has the shortest line there. I mean, a couple of nights ago on Saturday, I wasn't there, but I was, you know, people were saying that like when you were walking out of the trick or treat scare zone, they had a barker standing right there. Like Astro's evil dead, five minute wait, five minute. Like (laughs) it's, it's that house that like, I can't imagine when hell week rolls around and you have a bunch of like teenagers who have off from school the next day and they go and they wait in line an hour and 45 minutes and then they walk through Ash vs. Evil Dead and how pissed people are going to be. Like, the it, good news is they have a long walk to get pissed off and <laughs> get their system before they get back to civilization. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers with the Ash vs. Evil Dead house during that time. Thoughts had, and prayers. I had this house, <laughs> out of nine, I had this house as number eight on my list. With only saw behind it, but oh Jesus, I forgot that was a saw. But <laughs> I still hold I hold my ground. For but one. but at this point, I, I went through saw another time, and I mean it wasn't great, but it was a better run than I had. But at least there's like familiarity with the IP, and there's like a lot of like I'd say a lot more effort went into saw as ridiculous as it sounds, because you know, but. I think Astro's Evil Dead is my least favorite this year for sure. Yeah, Saw is my least favorite. I mean, they're both very close, but at least we, I've we, seen a couple of Saw. Well, well, we'll talk about Saw when we get to it. But I mean, there's at we'll least talk about it now. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of things because Saw's not really worth a long discussion. Um, but the one part of Saw that I went in and I was like, wow, that was cool, was when they recreated the bathroom from the original because it was a pretty big room too. So and it was pretty faithful, and it was really cool to walk through that. Other than that, that house is just a bunch of people just yelling at you and not really scaring you. And uh, I didn't even get that. I think it's mostly just like Pigman yeah, pig popping s- out, pig saw just jumping out everywhere <laughs> and scaring. I mean, there's one He's Billy yelling at you. There's one Billy in the maze. 
Oh, yeah, that's that's jigsaw, dude. <laughs> LOL. And the worst, <laughs> one of the worst things about the house too is is the idea of like their I, their version of a story for it. When you walk in, is you hear a really bad imitation of Tobin Bell. Sounds nothing like him saying like, "I want to play a game. The game is to make it through the maze without dying." <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what they. Were. But I mean, it always has a super long line. So people love Saw just like they love Chucky. I mean, it's literally Walking Dead level type thing for them right now, as ridiculous as it is. But there's billboards on I four that are specifically headlined by Saw, and you know, I feel I feel bad for the people. I mean, maybe people do like it. I've I've seen other people say they they love Saw. You know, to me, you know, the the idea of the house is just is that you're walking through the traps that are set. But you're not, you know, there's some misdirection to be scared, but you're being shuffled through so quick that you can't even see what's happening. Yeah, enjoy yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, the only time, I had one good walkthrough of that house, and it was towards, you know, like later in the night or midnight, like, where there was nobody in front of us, and nobody behind us, and we were able to, like, walk our own pace, and you're able to actually see everything that's happening. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. It's just reenactment from the movie, but, you know you miss so much of that if you're not going slow and you know, it's, it's always so packed that you just, you know, you go through and you're like, Hmm, this, you know, now that I've been to hollow scream, uh, like this is the type of house that would have been better at hollow scream. Cause they would have pulsed it. If yeah. they pulsed the house like this, at least it could have been enjoyable. You know, you'd see everything, blah, blah, blah. But the way that Halloween Horror Nights is set up a house like this just doesn't. I think the scare actors do a good job in the house. I just think, I mean, it's they not try. It's, it's, not, it's not their fault at all. You know, it's, it's you know, but it's just kind of a bizarre property for the way that Hard Nights is set up. Can we agree it had the worst facade of all time? There isn't even a facade. It's, what is it? It's like a chain link <laughs> fence with a tarp on it. It's a, it's a fence, a TV, and a lava lamp, I think. It's like... <laughs> I know, that was the thing. Like, Krampus at least had a facade, you know, last year. There's a bunch of guest-activated triggers in Saw also. There is. There, yeah. There's just red buttons all over the place. Yeah. Nothing, but, you know, I got to cool say, happens. you know, you guys mentioned Krampus. Krampus did so much more with that space. Yeah. Like, the, the Saw house feels like it's fit into a tiny space, but the Krampus one didn't. You know, they did so much, you know, between going from one house to another and into the attic and, and all that it did. It just felt like so much more space than than Saw is doing with the same amount. You know, and it's funny too, because you go through, maybe not so much this year, because the tent houses truly feel like they're in a tent kind of, minus Scarecrow, like Hive, you know, whatever. But this felt like... Oh, I forgot all about Hive. Yeah, like like this house felt like it was just in like a very temporary structure. You know, like definitely didn't feel like, like last year, you know, Krampus could have felt like a soundstage house. You know, this was just not good. Yep. So... Uh, we've got two left, and we just mentioned Hive. Why don't we talk about Hive? Uh, Hive? Hive? Everyone seems to hate Hive. Is that just me? Like, I, I haven't seen anyone say anything positive about Hive online. I, I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. It's, it's truly like a middle-of-the-road house for me. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's one thing after another. And I've, I've said this a bunch of times. That house is ridiculously dark. Um, I and I'm going to say this one more medium because I think I've said this like ten times now. There's one part in that house that I legit tripped over and fell into the wall. It, it's it's dark. If there's not a conga line going, it's very dangerous to be able to try to navigate your way around. I mean, and I think it takes away so much of what's going on in that house. 
And I'm sure they wanted it super dark because it's basically an overlay of a house that, that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, and apparently you can see the, you know, with some of the lights on pictures that have gotten out or people who have really paid attention, you can see a lot of the references or the, the set design from what that house was originally intended to be, um, which I, I thought is funny. Like, I didn't realize it was that far down the pike that that much work had been done on it before they changed it. But, um, you know, Hive is – I will give this to Hive because I didn't hate Hive. I, I thought, you know, like like Drew said, middle of the roadhouse. Um, but I actually genuinely liked the vampire, the vampire creatures. The, the black light ones that with like the glow in the dark eyes and, or the black light eyes and stuff. I thought that was a really effective image. So I liked that part of, of Hive, actually. I think yes. we could all agree that when it comes to the placement houses, like this was above and beyond way better than the Purge house that they gave us two years ago. I think they, ha- they had a little more time to do it. Uh, but I, I like the original story that they came up with. Some of the creatures are cool. And as the house progresses, it actually gets pretty good. The second half of it is, like, pretty scary. Um, but, like, you know, like, this is, like, number seven on my list. And it's not, like, a... I'd say that the top six are all very strong. Uh, and this is just, like, just a step below it. But it's not, as not like, at Saw or Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yep. Nathan? Hive? That's uh, probably going to be, like, number seven or eight on my list. It's I, I like the contacts on some of the people. That's about it. It's. I don't know what it was supposed to be originally, but I'm not. I'm not like <laughs> running towards it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say out of for me out of the original property houses this year, um, it's the weakest uh, out of the four four original properties. Yep. Deadwaters, Hive, um, Wow, and the other two that we just talked about, the Fallen and the Scarecrow. And the scarecrow, yeah. Out of the four original property houses, it's the weakest. Um, which I guess brings us to the one house we haven't talked about yet. I guess mm-hmm. we've talked about in passing. So I'm going to let Drew start this because Drew has seems to have some strong feelings about Dead Waters. I, I don't, I don't hate it. I just think it is, without question, the most overrated house maybe in Horror Nights history. Like, I mean, bias too because we had just done Hollow Scream and this house is nowhere near as good as Deathwater Bayou, which is five years old. Um, if this house didn't have the facade that it does, I think no one would be talking about it. The facade for it is amazing. Maybe one of the best they've ever done. But as far as the actual house goes, I mean, it's, it's nothing special. Nothing special at all. I mean, the ending of it, it's the house is way too short. The ending of it is is kind of like a joke. It just kind of ends, you know? Um, it, it does nothing for me. Kind of, you know, it's it's number six on my list as far as like the major houses go. Easily the worst of those groups, but it's probably better than Hive, but um, not not that great of a house. In my yeah, I, I love the facade at Deadwaters. Um, you know, it's an obvious tie in to the scare zone from a couple of years ago. Um, it, I don't think it's as good as the scare zone from a couple of years ago when they first, you know, they I, I thought they really brought brought the the heat you know with the the show that was very short-lived with the the queen but um there's things in the house that kind of distract um me you know that they use the masks over again from dead man's wharf in the house which is obvious i mean if you've gone to horror nights multiple years you you pick that up real quick 
Um, it does have Manus Bush in a house in multiple yes. spots. That's 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 a good selling point to me. But um, you hit, that house is so similar in theme to uh, Deathwater Bayou in Hollow Scream that I'm surprised that they went with Deadwaters um, outside of somebody having the idea of like you know here's this concept of let's let's put this thing into a soundstage now instead of out on the street and build this awesome facade with the ship you know or, or this, this ship part in the beginning it's it's kind of it you know it's, it's gorgeous to go through it's very short and i think it, it could be better you know it's funny because i said that when the first when the house first came you know when the first weekend i said um i think i was talking to jen about it i'm like it, it seems pretty typical that the house that impresses everyone in the first weekend um like upon repeat like loses its luster which was kind of the case with ghost town um, was that last year, yeah. Ghost Town? That everyone freaking loved Ghost Town yeah. for how huge it was. But then people were like, well, it's not really scary, though. Like, it's just technically impressive. And the sets are great. And I feel like that's what's going to happen with Dead Waters. Because Dead Waters, for me, is is gorgeous. And it's not just that first, you know, the, the first facade. It's, it's also inside with all that's going on, with all the intricate detail and, you know, the shack and, you know, the Voodoo Queen shack and all that kind of stuff. There's so much to look at in that house that obviously... Uh, I will say Dead Waters is the house for me that makes me wish I had done the Unmasking the Horror Tour. Um, I think it is technically um, and visually uh, spectacular. Now, as far as scares, it got me. Manda's Bush got got the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I mean, outside of that, I don't think it's a particularly scary house. I just think it's an excellent uh, visual house. I, I think that kind of wraps up the houses, at least. Yeah, so it does. So I kind of got a feeling it was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. That's what happens, man. Is that all of them? That was all of them. <laughs> Unless there's one we forgot. Unless you want to talk about Saw some more. <laughs> so good. So before we get to scare zones, um, let's talk shows real quick. Bill and Ted, it's back. Um, it's the last year. I thought it was excellent. Um, you know, I think we've got a couple of years coming out of that show and saying like, oof, like that's not worth watching again. And yet we watch it again anyway. But um, this year, um, I've already seen it a few times. I, I really enjoy the show. I'd, I'd go see it every night if time allowed. Yeah, it's it's really it's a good it's a good ending to it. Yeah, I don't know that I'd I'd see it every night, but I mean I would see it again. Um, I, I enjoyed it, and that's someone who has genuinely not enjoyed the Bill and Ted show for a couple of years. I, I'm I'm I will say as much as I enjoyed this year, I am also glad that they're changing out for something new. I think that I'm ready to see some fresh blood, some fresh something as far as shows. Cause it seems like every time they bring in a new show, I'm like, Oh, this is great new show. And we've, I've enjoyed the Jack carnage return show. I enjoyed the Academy of villains, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, both more than the bill and Ted show these last couple of years. So I'm ready for something new. Uh, I don't see. I'm not all that thrilled about it being being replaced if that's even happening i don't think that it's going to be the case i think there's going to be construction going on and they're going to have to find something new to do um Mm. but um you know if the show had to end i think they went out on a good note considering how bad the past couple of shows were before this uh you know they brought back some throwback characters from the movies and all that stuff everything worked pretty good uh i definitely think it's worth seeing for sure you know if, if you're a fan of the event and you haven't seen it in the past couple of years because it was bad i would definitely make time to see it this year for sure you won't be disappointed 
Nathan? When you say construction, are you, I mean, that sounds pretty magical. Yes. Almost if mm. some kind of ministry is going to take over that area. Of magic? Perhaps. Mm. Well, funny, there was a... Hmm? What? I was going to say we've heard contrary a bunch of times, but um, it, it could be something taking over that space. I think, I, I, regardless of that space being used or not, I think that they, you know, they're going to have to find other space next year anyway. But, um, you know, the feedback that we had heard for Bill and Ted's is that it was more of a legal type of a decision to cease the existence uh, of that show. That's their excuse every boy. year. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, that would be terrible. That would be terrible. Someone actually uh, asked us, uh, asked Kyle that when we were there. And yeah. like, Do you feel like they should replace it with Rick and Morty? I'm like, not unless it's like really Rick and Morty. I mean, I know they're not real people. You know my point. But, you know, like official Rick and Morty. Oh, Don't geez, me... Paul, that's pretty harsh, man. Official? <laughs> What's official? Like, have an official car- cartoon like... projection? Like hologram? exactly (laughs) like have the actual i just don't know like unless it's by the official writers like here case in point and i don't want to get on a rick and morty tangent here (laughs) they would do it for a pack of cigarettes (laughs) but but i picked up a rick and morty comic book this week and i'm like this sucks like it seems like unless it's on the tv written by the writers and the creators like it's just not the same so that's how i feel about a rick and morty show at uh, halloween horror nights don't do it. You know they, you know they brought back Szechuan sauce, right? Yes, yep. Saturday. Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay. In regards to Bill and Ted, the best part of this year is in, within like the first three minutes. If you play Overwatch, I know Drew does. <laughs> there I is a tr- because he he killed our friend yes. the first time that he played the game. Yep. Yeah. Well, his friend was I don't know picking his ass or refilling his beer or. <laughs> He just he just sucked. It was amateur. <laughs> really? Those, those other ten times he didn't. I'm just saying. But uh, those were supposed to happen. That's the difference. Overwatch tracer dancer done. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a fix it Felix dancer too, which is just bizarre. Fix it Felix. Yeah, there's like there's like Ralph. Ralph, like the. Uh, they were all video game the... characters. Oh really? I wasn't paying attention to that. I don't know where I was thinking. I, I like that. My favorite part of that show is the Lady Gaga part, I think. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But anyway, um, Academy of Villains, for those that uh, have not returned to the event or have not come to the event yet this year, um, their stage was damaged from Hurricane Irma. Um, it was um, a unique stage. I'm sure you could find pictures of it online um, where it was constructed. It had a unique backdrop to it. Um, when it, the stage was damaged... Uh, they started performing um, kind of a temp show off to the side by Halloween, uh, by the horror makeup show, rather. Um, excellent show, 10 minutes, totally different than what they had um, planned with Afterlife for their actual show. Everyone figured that, um, you know, the stage will be back next week, second week, didn't happen. So we saw a stage being constructed uh, back in the same area where their full stage was supposed to be. It definitely doesn't look like, um, you know, the stage that they were supposed to have, as our buddy uh, Billy Norgon Warrior pointed out, like, you know, who, who the hell builds a stage in Florida without a roof on top of it? That's not too smart. You know, the stage literally doesn't have a, a roof on over over it. So um, it's not the stage that they had before. The show that 
they were doing on the side uh, in front of horror makeup is now what they're doing on that stage, just an extended version of it. And we understand that every week they're going to add a little bit to it. So it varies a little bit week by week. But my my understanding is that we are not going to see Afterlife at all this year, that the stage is not going to be rebuilt to the capacity of what they had uh, planned for their original show. That's not to say the show is bad, because I enjoy watching the show every time that we go, but it, it's not their full show. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. They bought themselves another year, I guess, is the way that I look at it. Or I wonder if they'll be so frustrated that Universal didn't build their stage back that they, they don't look to come back. It's possible, too. I don't know. They're getting so much love from this. I would be shocked if they don't come back. I mean, the, even even the 10, 15 minute show, whatever that they're doing now, um, is getting lots of love. I mean, I saw I only saw the 10 minute version and I thought it was great. Uh, I would I would have loved to see Afterlife. Yeah, I, I'm hearing the same thing that Afterlife is not going to come is not ever going to happen. But hey, you know, it, it's all, it's all written and ready for next year. <laughs> I guess they'd have to swap out the music, though. There's a funny thing to me for, you know, Universal, you know, they don't own Academy of Villains. Academy of Villains is, you know, they're, they're an independent dance troupe. Um, but Universal made an Academy of Villains shirt for this year and they sell it in their their um, pop up store, you know, that's over in the New York area. Um, Academy of Villains is also selling their own shirt off to the side of the stage separate from Universal. So I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, and it's like 30 bucks, too. It's much cooler than the Universal shirt, too. Yeah. Well, the, show, the show's good. They, they dance. They do their thing when it ends. <laughs> they paint. They and, dance. Uh, that's it. I mean, it was okay. They contortion. Yeah, that guy was pretty badass. And yep. I don't know if the new show does it, but the old show, the 10-minute one, had the, uh, the crowd interaction um, with the people up on stage dancing. Yeah, they still do that. Yeah, the one that I saw, man, the one girl knocked it out of the park. It was hysterical. So it also varies on who you get for that, too. But, I mean, if you liked last year's and you understand what happened this year, you should enjoy it. Yeah. It's worth watching. But I think, you know, we've gotten that question on the channel at least quite often. You know, like, is it is it worthwhile to, to make a, you know, a point of seeing the show? I, I think it is. I agree. So let's talk about scare zones. Nobody wants we had... We had Blake on the show in our last episode. That's how long ago um, we, we've had, in a, in a, as far as a gap here in recording. And we got the lowdown on some of the zones. Um, now we've got to experience them um, and see how they've grown, actually, too, week over week. But it'll be interesting to get um, Paul's and Nathan's impressions, because they, they're still on week one impression of how the zones are. So, Nathan. No comment. no i uh i don't know i I, the trick-or-treat one is a lot better than i thought it was going to be um here's my thing and i don't care what the excuse is if it was a hurricane or what but compared after going to hollow scream and seeing their scare zones the ones at universal seem like a giant selfie station um no one's really going out of their way to scare you uh some of them are just non-existent. Like, I like the trick-or-treat. I like the UFO section for what it is, I guess. I mean, it's better than nothing. Uh, but the Purge, I I haven't actually even gone through the entire Purge section just because I don't care. Uh, the stripper area or um, the whatever it is. Festival you know talking the about. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, that was, I don't know. And uh, the one in the front, I saw it while I was waiting in line for Saw. 
one time and I mean, come on, this is your first impression is just the twins and a bunch of characters nobody really knows <laughs> like standing in a corner. Like I just maybe some reorganization on those, but that's just me. I mean, yeah, granted I only saw the opening week. I know that. I'll see it again this weekend, I'm sure. But uh yeah, overall, I mean trick or treat, that was very cool. That was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. Um Maybe have they fixed the flooding issue with that? <laughs> uh, the the vomit. No, yeah, the, the accumulates. Like... I don't think that they they do that effect as much as they were doing it when it first opened. Yeah, because there was basically like kids on canoes when I saw it during the daytime. So, um, yeah, no, that's that's just where I stand. Oh, I'll go ahead and go oh. next. Yeah. Um. So I, 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 I'm I only have first weekend. Um, impressions uh, just like Nathan uh, and so based on what I've seen online Festival of the Deadliest is worlds different than it was when I went first weekend because first weekend for me it uh, I you know we, we talked to Blake on the last episode of the show he, he described a scare zone that was a bit different than what we saw um, and it seems like that was related to the hurricane armor damage because I there were like no props <laughs> um, when I went in fact um, I remember walking in and I was like where's the scare zone like there's a scare there should be a scare zone here um because there, it felt like there was nothing there um and it's such a large area that it's not enough to just have actors and it felt like that's at least for opening evening um all they really had was the actors um trick-or-treat is fantastic i thought trick-or-treat's great um i invasion you know i invasion is small uh it, it's got it, it's it, it, i i feel the same way about it like i felt uh, about like we were talking about with dead waters um vi- visually um spectacular um not necessarily scary but visually spectacular um i know as far as the purge um i wasn't looking forward to it and i know this is probably unpopular opinion because i know it's a rep it's re- repetitious of things that have been there before but i actually really like the purge scare zone and for me it's because like so much is happening like so much is happening there are all these different stories going on you've got the auction you've got um you know when the, the when the cash change all the all these different things happen you've got the stage where people are beating the body like it, it just feels like there are endless mini stories going on in that purge scare zone um, that I, like, I, I feel like I, I would get something new out of it every time just by looking, following, you know, maybe, you know, looking at a different actor, that kind of thing. Um, altars of horror is essentially a, a, a selfie zone. And I know some people are, are very adamantly opposed against that. Um, you know, I think my experience with Halloween Horror Nights is that there's always been some kind of, you know, non-scary selfie zone. I mean, in 25, it was all the icons and, you know, previous years there, you know, I remember in 21, it was the seven deadly sins. There's always been some type of scare zone. That's, that's basically actors on top of a stage to take pictures with. Um, In this situation, they're just not on a stage. They're actually out on the street to take pictures with. And some people like that. Some people don't. I, I think it's, I get, they're trying to go for, Hey, as soon as you walk in, here's what you're about to get. You know, it's basically a billboard for the event in the event. Um, I, I I don't know. Like, I don't really have a, a, an opinion on that one because it's there's not much to it. It's just like actors. It's just like actors in the street. And mm-hmm. I don't think they're trying to scare you. I literally think they're just kind of like standing there. Some of them will take pictures with you. Some of them won't. But that's what their purpose is. I don't think like I, at no point did anyone try to scare me that I saw. They should have just went with the billboard. 
<laughs> How about you, Kyle? Um, you know, as far as Alters is concerned, um, it, I had better expectations for it. I think that they shortchanged that zone without putting people on a stage. Um, and obviously they did that because they, you know, they, the only characters that they have in that zone to potentially scare are the characters from the IPs. Um, and having said that, the, the characters that they're using, I don't know, you know, like the first impression that you're making for people as they come in and they're walking, you know, through to the sound stages um, are the twins. No Jack Nicholson. You know, there's no Bruce Campbell. Um, you know, there's a Bagul. I love Bagul. I took a selfie with him. I'll tell you, I took, you know, I, I got my requisite selfie. Um, but, um, you know, the, the, for the most part, Bagul, the Purge people, the American Horror Story people, I don't see them really scaring. Um, I saw, you know, Pigsaw doing his job out there and going nuts the other day, scaring people. Um, and then we saw, you know, this week, at least, you know, they, they, they took out you know, one of my favorite things, like the first week was they had the old lady, the, the neighbor for um, Ash from, you know, season one as one of the, the people standing there. But she oh, just, out, the, the yeah, she just stood there. Tracksuit? Yeah, they, they took her out and they've replaced her with um, Pedro. Um, huh. And, you know, they've brought in NVP to to be Pedro as well as, you know, another really awesome scare actor as well. And they're getting scares over in that area. I mean, like, you know, we shot a video, I don't like shameless plug, you know, the one that we put up from Sunday, I think we put in like five minutes of MVP, just nailing people constantly scare somebody out of their shoes, you know, um, as Pedro. So people were out there actually doing their stuff, but you haven't said that, you know, that's like six out of, out of 10 people. I'm sorry, three out of 10 people that are standing there or, or however many people are out there doing, you know, legit scares. Um, I, I think it's, you know, I, I think everybody needs to amp things up. I think, you know, as the weeks have gone on, things are getting better. You know, same thing with Invasion. You know, the the first two weeks, you know, it came out and everybody walked over there and they were like, oof, like, is this, this is, this is it? Like, that was the one, you know, that everybody had the, the most hopes for outside of Trick or Treat. Everyone knew Trick or Treat's going to be awesome. But you look at Invasion and, you know, the, the work that's done aesthetically in that zone is amazing. But, the aliens are kind of aloof. They're um, not the easiest to scare people. You know, they do have like brute aliens that move around pretty quick. And those are the people that get scares. Um, but for the most part, the other aliens are, they're kind of interacting. They were doing comedy routines like for a bit, like, you know, there were pictures that floated out there of them doing things that they shouldn't have been doing. And I know that there is, um, you know, internal discussions to try to get people to move um, to back to the, the scare piece and to tell people, you know, they're, they're here to scare. They're not here to, to act, um, you know, that the characters are told, you know, that they're not supposed to be out there taking pictures with people, um, you know, that their, their role is um, to, to scare, um, you know, move over to the purge. I'm kind of doing this in the order of the, the way that I, I like the zones, I think. Purge week one, I thought was really strong, but I think it had a foundation of what people needed to, to do. I think week one was difficult because there wasn't rehearsal time for people, you know, coming out of the, the hurricane took away a week. Um, but having said that, you know, the, the purge is basically the same exact thing that we saw in, um, you know, t- two years ago. I think it was two years ago, or three years ago, whenever it was here last time. Um, 
you know, they finally got the bone chipper thing to work, which is basically just a, a, a water effect, you know, where it was advertised as like, wait till you see the cleanup crew as they clean up those dead bodies. There's one person waiting for people to gather around the car so that when they, they hit the trigger, people can get soaked. Um, you know, the, 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 there's, there's not a lot that I am enthusiastic about seeing the purge. I think you see it one time. There's not a lot of repeat value in going back there. Um, you know, I think that the characters over the last two weeks have become, you know, somewhat complacent. You know, I don't see the same level of scares as what I saw the, the first week there. Um, trick or treat, beautiful. Zone is gorgeous. Um, I finally started seeing people really scaring people this week in that zone. Um, the first two weeks, if you want to talk about selfie stations, I mean, that was that was oh, yeah. that that zone was like selfie central, and it's very difficult to navigate. You know, to be able to get through because it's so tight. Um, and then you have people taking pictures in the middle of it, and you know, kind of, you know, it, it's it's a gorgeous zone. I think you know, inevitably, that's going to be the thing that you know, trick or treat's going to win zone of the year because it's gorgeous, you know, and um, there was a lot of work put into it aesthetically. I don't think it's very scary. Um, and then festival of the deadliest, um, you know, I was very harsh on that zone to begin with. And I, I, I get it. You know, people call it stripper zone. And I saw, you know, I, I was in the same mindset when we started out um, because you basically had girls that you saw that were just dancing around and, you know, kind of alert clothing. Um, and then they added the stages that have the poles. Um, but I think if you go back and you kind of, watch things um you know i'd say take a seat at like you know the 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 50 yard line um some of the scares in there are, are really awesome you know because th those the, the things you know where, where you thought like this girl's just not doing anything but dancing or it's weird to, to do that there's so much misdirection happening because of that and you have people kind of like oh look at this there's eye candy over here and I've seen people like fall over backwards from the scares that are taking place as a result of that, that misdirection and that distraction. So, um, you know, even the thing with like Big Bone Daddy, I, I, I get, you know, like I, I'm at the point now where I've bought in. I, I love seeing that guy's interactions, you know, and him chasing after people when they're looking to take selfies with them and stuff. And, you know, I'm a fan of that zone. Is it the greatest zone of all time? No, you know, but I, I, I think it's. To, to me, it's my favorite zone this year. Yeah, Mr. Drusif. There, there's not much. There's not much to add, really. You know, it's. I like Trick or Treat. I think it's fantastic. Um, invasion has a lot of potential, and I think the only the, the thing that will always hinder Invasion is just its location. You know, that's just the way it is. Every house, or I mean, every zone that takes place there that year is usually kind of, especially with all the construction now is very difficult. Mix in a large prop that takes away almost half of the area and you're looking at a congestion nightmare. Um, you ever see, and I want you to cut you off, Drew, but you know, you just reminded me about the congestion. If you've ever seen Wayne's World where they're playing golf, um, golf, they're playing hockey in the street and game off. they're like, game, you know, game off. Like they pause because a car's coming down the block. <laughs> That's what, I mean, I literally saw that happen over and over again in Invasion. Like, you know, the show dumps out from Bill and Ted or whatever, and there's a wave of people that come. These scare actors all stand to the side and they're all just basically waiting for people to go by because yeah. there's nothing for them to do. It's way too crowded. And as it's awesome like, as that spaceship is, it just, it makes a confined space even tighter. You know, it makes it really difficult. Um, but uh, I mean, the purge—the purge is what, it, what we thought it would be. You know, it's more or less the same thing. Um, Altars of Horror is—I mean, it's a joke. Um, 
festivals, it got better. It definitely got better. It wasn't that good opening weekend. It was bizarre. Uh, but it's just kind of like, um, it's just kind of like a tone setter when you go through it. Like that should be the first zone that you see, not so much Altars of Horror. Uh, but I can't stress enough how much I love Trick or Treat. Just from an aesthetics point, you know, the actors in it are good for what they are. But it, it truly is just one of those things where it just captures the feeling of Halloween, what you grew up with when you're going through it. Um, so I really like that. But um, And the Chainsaw Clowns in Springfield for the third year. Oh, uh, yes. How could I forget? That, that, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> the best group of actors they have in the streets, for sure, every year. Um, and, they, and they do everything with nothing. No props, you know, so... I mean, it's it's a weak year for streets, but I'm not a big scare zone guy to begin with, personally. Those clowns, uh, let me put it this way. I'm not going to give a name, but a certain somebody, he might be on this right now. <laughs> Lost 12 pounds from one of them scaring the hell out of them. <laughs> out of nowhere. I yeah. mean, just destroyed them. There was a, so. there was, I came across the bridge. And uh, this guy got me so bad. I mean, and it wasn't just a, a bad thing of getting scared because it was like probably the first time that I got scared that much at horror nights. And like, if I was if I was drinking, I would have dropped it, whatever I was holding. Like, and and then then he just trash talked me after that too. I've, you know, said like these these seats are aren't so cheap, are they? Or whatever. And I was like, oh my god. But <laughs> the, the the clowns are amazing, and I, I I feel bad for for not saying that they they I we did a video the other day, and I said that they were at the top of the list. So you know, between them and and festival, um, but the clowns never get enough love um, for what they do. And you hit the nail on the head; they have nothing. There there's no props for them to hide behind. Um, you know, there there's no misdirection happening there. It's 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 all them just. They, they they just do it. They just rock it. And uh, one of the things I, I noticed this this weekend, and maybe Kyle, you might know, or maybe must keep a lookout for it. But there's one clown that wears kind of like a bucket hat looking thing. Yeah, and he wears a mask. And I'm like 95 percent certain that it's the Bride in Black from Insidious mask. Next time, next time you go, take a look. I'm like, I'm, I'm almost 100 percent certain that's what that is. I, I'll have to see. But um, uh, yeah, no, they they kill it, you know. And, and of course, there's the one actor in the wheelchair who makes his return as a, as a clown, you know, every single year. It feels like, and yep. he's he's always hysterical too, man. He does a great job. So th- there's no other roaming hordes this year, but with the clouds, they double down in that zone. So my understanding is they have 40 clowns going this year. So if you see, you know, like each set is is just a, an, an awesome amount of clowns going. And when they do their tag outs, you know, right in front of Duff Gardens, you get a pretty awesome show because, you know, they're, they're doing the clown circle again, too. And as they do their chant, they get ready to go. You know, if you're standing by there, I mean, geez, I'm not even scared, you know, except for the time when the guy popped out. But, you know, it's coming and they're, they're still bringing it and still making you want to run away. So send in the clowns. Yeah, I have seen people drop to their knees repeatedly in that zone. <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously you're still not done, <clears throat> but overall thoughts would you guys classify this as based on your current, I mean, looking at it now, right? Assuming you never went back to Halloween Horror Nights again this year, would you consider it a successful year, mediocre year compared to last year, better, worse? I'm going to go uh, compared to last year. It's just me uh, so far. 
and compare it to something else I've gone to this year, it was uh, it's a little bit of it's it's between mediocre and successful, I guess. It's kind of this weird gray area, but I thought the houses were good. It's just the rest of it was really kind of lackluster for me. I, th- I, I you know, I, I can't even remember half the things that were there last year at this point. I mean, um, you know, I do know Halloween, you know, if you think about like Halloween 2, I really enjoyed last year. Um, but this year, I, I think the difference is this year, there's a lot of houses that are kind of on the same level, you know, and it, it, yeah, I'm happy, you know, if I have to go through, you know, three houses before I have to bail for the night or four houses that I, I feel pretty good that you know, at least two out of those four are going to be, you know, really good, enjoyable times. So I think it's better than last year, probably, Um, you know, not as good as 25. um, But, you know, I I think, you know, I think there was room for improvement. I mean, if I had to give it a grade, I'd probably say it's probably like a B, B minus. How about you, Drew? Um, It's tough to say. I, I think that it's kind of reminiscent of last year where there's a lot of fun houses, but nothing that truly stands out to me. But I do think that the top six houses or so are very, very strong. And as much as I love Horror Nights 25, and we always look back on it with with such wide eyes because as a whole, the event was amazing. But when you look at 25's house lineup, there, you know, there was a lot of things there that were pretty questionable. Um, yeah. So I think that from top to bottom, this is might be one of the better years in a long time. Um, you know, when you have five incredibly strong houses, um, but I, but there's again, there's nothing that like stands out that makes me like when I go to Horror Nights every single time. There's not really a house that I see like, well, I have to get this done tonight too. You know, like I can't leave yet. I haven't done blank. There's nothing like that this year for me. So I would yeah. say I would say it's a successful year because my expectations were pretty low with the lineup of IPs that they had, um, but not like an overwhelming smashing success. You know, I you make a good point, which is kind of the the rose colored glasses that we look back at Halloween Horror Nights twenty five with, and I think for me, um, I loaded up the event map uh, for for twenty five. And it occurs to me, like, you know, in general, looking at the houses, like, it was about half and half that mm-hmm. year. I mean, what they did well was excellent. You had the Jack Presents 25 Years. You had the Body Collector's House. Um, American Werewolf in London, if you were a fan of that. I know that was a, a repeat house, that kind of thing. Uh, insidious. Uh, but at the same time, there were some lousy ones that year. You know, Asylum in Wonderland was bad that year. Walking in Dead was bad that year. Some people are mixed on The Purge. You know, and and this, you know, then you had last year, which had, you know, it had some good houses, had some bad houses. And I think the one thing that set last year, at least for me, um, apart from this year, was the unifying theme with chance. Um, you know, I, I like having an icon. I genuinely like having an icon. And I don't mean to harp on that point. Um, but this year without that. I felt like there was no unifying concept to it. It felt like a bunch of different things that had nothing to do with each other. Now, that being said, overall, I thought this year had some super standout houses. The IP houses, not the IP, the original property houses were the standouts this year. Um, Just really some fantastic work this year on that stuff. Um, 
so for me, I would I would put it at least on par, if not better than last year, uh, just because of the strength of the houses this year. I'd agree. Good event. Well, not great. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think we've said it all. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did you for those listening? What did you guys think? Make sure you let us know. Um, you know, talk back on iomgeek.com. This YouTube video. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Four Hauntsmen. Uh, and we have a Gmail address too, don't we, Drew? Uh, yes, I believe it's fourhauntsman at gmail.com. Hit us up there too. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Or just hack us. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. (laughs) All right. So that's going to do it for this week of the four Hauntsmen, this episode. Who knows when you'll get another one? Maybe soon. (laughs) Um, and uh, to, to echo what Paul said, uh, let us know what you like uh, about the event, but also let us know what you like and dislike or want to tell us uh, that we suck or awesome or what you're looking for us to do um, in, in your comments and suggestions. Um, on that note, any plugs from folks? Drew? Um, no. <laughs> I don't know. No, I got nothing. <laughs> Buy my T-shirts. You got nothing. Buy my T-shirts. Buy Drew's T-shirts. Public.com. Slash user slash Drew <laughs> I did see a couple people wearing some during the event, which was pretty amazing. So, Paul, um, hit up your local haunts. Uh, you know, uh, it, I know we talk. We were focused on. We we spent the entire time focusing on Halloween Horror Nights, but there's a ton of local haunts out there in the Central Florida area. If you're that's where you're listening from, if you're listening from another area, hit up your local haunts. You know, sh- give them a shout out to us online. Uh, I love I love hearing about other haunts. So for me, uh, my shout out is for you guys to hit up other people and tell me about your experiences. All right, Nathan. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have any plugs to, to think about here um, other than, uh, you know, I'll echo Paul's thing. Hit up your local haunts. Um, the cheap seats will be going over to Screamageddon on Saturday. Anyway, you hit up your haunts, hit them up often. Some of them may not be in business if you don't go to hit them up often. So please support local business. And on that note, we're going to wrap things up here. One plug. Uh-oh, Nathan has a plug. This is going up when, tomorrow? Yeah, I'll try to get it up tomorrow. All right, on Friday night, if you're a commoner in the standby line or you think you're rich but you're really not, you're in the express line, and you see me walking by, cutting you off several times while you're still on that line, say hi. (laughs) (laughs) How will they know what you look like? Oh, they'll know. (laughs) I'll be having more fun than they will. And I'll still be bitching about everything. They'll they'll know. (laughs) Excellent. Thanks, everybody. On that note, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. See you next time.